BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And today, I have two amazing people. I have Miss Candy Claire is here. She's Hello. back. Hi. Well, I'm glad to be back. And newbie, Steve Lippman. Hi, everybody. Happy to be here. I really do still talk like an art teacher. I'm like, Miss Candy Claire and newbie, it's Steve Lippman. Oh, is welcome. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's oh, great. Oh, good. I like it a lot. We feel welcome to be the new kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, first of all, you guys just started a podcast together called Figuring It Out. Right. Yes. Because you guys give advice to people who write in. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So wait, for, so first of all, people are going to people are going to get to listen to you and then decide if they want to send stuff into you guys to yes. help them figure it out. But where can they write it? If my listeners want you guys to help them figure it out, where can they write to you guys? It's at figure it out, yo at gmail.com figure it out yo yeah, a lot of the other figure it out to <laughs> take it. Yeah. so we had to be kind of original there yeah figure it out yeah. yo yeah at gmail.com yeah. or you can go to us personally at uh steve j Lipman or candy claire c-a-n-d-i-c-l-a-r and both are very good looking people so you should check them out on instagram you definitely check mm. us out yeah definitely instagram. check us out mm-hmm. but full disclaimer uh we give terrible advice yeah, yeah it's <laughs> unqualified advice we uh, yeah the main thing is that we operate from a point of ignorance <laughs> so you both don't claim to be like experts not no. not at all okay keep going i just feel like my levels were a little off yeah no, no, no if we shane were here he would have known better and you know shane I mean? i'm sure shane listening at home is saying mom the f- freaking mm-hmm. levels well first of all shane's not allowed to listen to this because <laughs> yeah. i talk about some crazy shit sure. on here like licking ass you know Perfect. what i mean oh yeah something i don't Invasion need my baby to privacy hear. Uh-huh. with right? my tongue bitch <laughs> 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 um okay well first of all i just want to let you guys know where i'm at emotionally okay and i mean i think you guys can help me where you are physically at the moment <laughs> yeah we're okay so <laughs> Right now we are we're recording at Stand Up New York Comedy Club, but in the storage room in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So it's not exactly. You know what though? It is kind of high vibes, even though it's in a storage room. Like yeah. I, like you could be in a different place where it feels like I don't feel. I mean, I think yucky. the people that died down here were probably good people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any second, somebody's gonna walk in looking for like a towel bin. Yeah. And it's gonna we're gonna have to pause the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, where I'm at emotionally has nothing to do with this storage room, although it's, you know, the, the nature of reality is holographic, so maybe it does. Very true. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I'm trying to, how do I say this without giving too much information? Something I'm seeing about myself is there's a part of me that likes to punish. Oh. And it's something that most of us have within us that I think we have a hard time looking at because you're like wait I thought I was a good person why is there a part of me that wants to punish when I'm upset yeah and I'm seeing it in me and it's really hard to look at because because I'm like okay well that's human like sometimes you want well give us an example I know that's is the it problem a vengeful right? thing is it that sort of thing it's like when someone has wronged me and has yet to own it 
or apologize. There's a part of me that wants, quote unquote, justice. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so you're saying punish them, not punish yourself. But I think it's both. I think it's linked to both. Like I think, um, because that's, but that's the other thing is there's a part of me that wants them punished. And then there's another part of me that doesn't. That's like, no, everyone should go live their life. It's okay if you accidentally hurt me. Go and be happy. And that's genuine too. But it's hard to see that the, the part of me that's like happy when someone gets what's coming to them. And it's kind of like karma, right? Sure. The rules of karma are it's the law of attraction. Like you put forth something into yeah. the world and it's going to come back. And I still don't know exactly how I feel about karma. Not that karma asked me how I feel. Right. But, um, you know, there's a part of me that likes that kind of justice and balance where it's like if you do something, you're going to have to almost relive what you did to them yourself. Um, so it almost seems fair. But then there's another part of me that's like just wants everyone to kind of be forgiven. I just want people to be forgiven. I would love for all of us to live in harmony and just be honest and actually. Do you think that you're finding yourselves in these situations with people that have you had a conversation with them that they've wronged you and that you're looking for something from that? Like you're asking for something in return? Yeah. So with the, with the particular person I'm talking about, um, I would love to have a discussion to air out everything that happens. There's a lot of pain and anger. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not able to have a conversation with this person for different reasons. Um, and they're valid, but I'm still, you know, I'm holding in all this anger and like, I've expressed it. Like I've written raps about it. I've You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty good at expressing my anger in general now, but there is, you know, there still feels like a emotional blue balls in a sense. And until it's like released and discussed, I, I, yeah, there's a part of me that's like vengeful and I'm not proud of this part. You know, I'm just trying to be honest with myself because I just started seeing it today. I was like, wow, there's a part of me that's really vengeful, you know, and angry. So see, there's something that stops us from having those conversations that are hard to do, you know? So I feel like when you, you're hyper aware of your feelings and <coughs> you're very reflexive and, and that's a huge thing. So most people just push that down and then they get angry and they lash out at other people. But you, I mean, the thing that you do is that you identify exactly what's going on and you yeah. look it in the mirror, you know? So that's a good thing. It's it's hard because not not many people want to go there with me. Sure. So, um, and I'm, I'm discovering it with a lot of friends that I can pick up on when they're um, repressing a feeling that they're not, they're not even aware of. And I'll be like, wow, you just said something that was really sarcastic and actually filled with anger. And they'll be like, wait, what? And then I'll talk it through. And my good friends will be like, oh my God, I'm sorry, you're right. What I really wanted to say was this, but instead I said something sarcastic. Right. So some people are willing when I say what I'm picking up on are willing to hear it. But the particular person I'm talking about does not have the capacity at this point, you know, for various reasons to be able to do that. And then I'm feeling, you know, and it's not his quote unquote fault. It's just where he's at. But it's like, I can see in me because that's the whole, the only thing you can do in these in uh, circumstances is pay attention to what's going on in you. Yeah. Right. So at first I just want to like hate and blame. And then I'm like, no, I'm done doing that. What's going on in me? And I'm like, oh, well, there's a punisher. And I'm sure I punish myself with it too. But it's like, it's just interesting to really look at a part that's like that angry. And I'm sure, and it's not just about this person. It goes very, very deep to childhood. And, you know, I very much wanted to hurt my mother and I'm sure my father, although that was probably harder for me to look at. So it's probably goes deep to just a child feeling guilty about wanting to hurt her mother. And I know that, like I have in my diary, when I was like seven or eight, I was writing like, I hope she dies. Like oh, literally. Wow. literally what, yeah. What's going through uh, my daughter's head? Yeah, <laughs> I don't knows. think that. God knows. I had a pretty brutal childhood. But yeah, you never know. Yeah. Shane one time, he's so cute. This was years ago. Um, he called me, got into a fight. And then three days later, he was with his dad and he called me and he was like, I feel really bad, but I gave you the middle finger when you were looking away in that fight. And I was like, you are so cute. Like mm-hmm. I was like, thank you for telling me. I was being a bitch. I get it. Like, yeah. it's okay. But, um, yeah, you're allowed to be angry at people you love. I think it's when people hold it back, like you were talking about, mm-hmm. that it, you know, you have outbursts. I just see so many people trying to, like, push it. They think that to become a master or a guru kind of a thing, you have to push down, push down, push down emotions. 
and then it always fucking like you know what I mean it always unravels sure you can go yeah, even usually years physically like you know it comes out and bad health problems and all other kinds of fun stuff a diabetes that's how it happens <laughs> that's the leading cause that's of diabetes cause yeah, of yeah, yeah. Diabetes. are you being Rogers? serious no, no. See, stop. <laughs> I'm not going to write into your guys' email, so I'm going to take it all seriously. And then I'll be talking to someone. I'll be like, oh, I actually found out what causes diabetes. It's not sugar. It's not. No. Put down that insulin. Yeah. Let go of that grudge, buddy. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> A little bit gullible on this side of the room. That's all right. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm just, uh, I'm struggling seeing seeing that in me and then yesterday i got a massage for the first time in like a year or two i needed it i was like having a tough day and i was like you know what do something that like you feel good in your body yeah so i went and i tried saying beforehand i was like i'm very sensitive so i don't know what your style is but like sensitive over here so and it was a woman um an asian woman and she didn't speak english very well so she's you know, it starts pretty soft. I'm like, okay, good, good. And then all of a sudden she starts going really fucking hard into my back. And there was a part of me that was like trying to like grin and bear it, you know? And yeah. I was like, okay, you can get through this, Kate. And then I was like, and then this That's other the voice. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you paid for a massage. Yeah. So this other part of me was like, speak up, you know? And yeah. it was really hard. So finally, after like five minutes of telling myself to speak up, I was like, um, you know, and she didn't speak English well, but I was like, could you like gentler, gentler? And then yeah. she still kept going hard. And I was like, please, gentle, light light and then she started we her and i both started giggling and she started going lighter and i started she didn't see me because i wasn't my, my head wasn't a thing i started weeping not because of the physical pain or anything it was like oh i can actually mm-hmm. proud of yourself yeah i was like you yeah. can say when life's too hard or when mm-hmm. you're pushing yourself too hard like you're allowed to say this is too much i need it to be easier it's amazing what we will endure and in, f- in a vulnerable state yes yeah. so like i've been on the massage Thing before with someone literally dripping sweat onto the back of my neck and my body. Yeah. Oh my god. And it and and I think I'm I'm putting a positive spin on that because I honestly feel like it was snot. Okay. <laughs> That's upsetting. Yikes. And I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I can't. I'm not. I'm just naked on this table. I can't say anything. It's so strange. Like why don't yeah, we just say? I know. Hey, I'm paying for this right <laughs> now. Like I don't I'm want to go blow your nose. Yeah. <laughs> We're so scared to speak up. We're so like, you know, and and not just with someone you don't know. If you were standing in line in front of someone over a counter at a store, you would, you know, voice your opinion and whatever you need to say and service question, conflict, whatever. But for whatever reason, if you're in like that, if you're in a fight with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever, and if you're in a vulnerable place where you're feeling low, you do the same thing. Instead of speaking up for yourself, you're going to just take the hits. Yeah. You know, and you shut down. And yeah, you, it turns it into something else. I get that at restaurants. So when I get if I get an order wrong, like minorly wrong, <laughs> well, I don't send it back. It's no. like, ah, it's I'm a, you know, this waitress, not the waitress's fault. Now I'm now I'm not syncing up with the <laughs> other person waitress who's is eating. Gonna lose her yeah. job. Waitress is gonna lose her job. Now she's on welfare. Right. I don't want any part of that. No. So it's all your fault, Steve. Exactly. Yeah. Then I her can't live with my shit. Is because you didn't like the well, dressing I did that was on the your. <laughs> one time i think i told this story but i was running with my friend desiree years ago in brooklyn and we went to like run around a guy on the sidewalk and we still accidentally startled him and he goes y'all two make me want to do some crack (laughs) and i was like i think he was already gonna do crack you know what i mean like i don't think we started that addiction good for you yeah there's no way that impulse was just from you yeah but it made me think of how we we like take so much blame start shouting that at people Mm -hmm. (laughs) children y'all make me want to do some crack <laughs> that's a good idea but yeah no and it's it's what you're saying like when you're in a vulnerable state you do what you have to do to survive mm-hmm. and i'm really seeing that with me and the person i'm talking about and everyone kind of like involved and then everywhere in my life i'm like when we are in a survival state you end up doing things just to survive just to get by and i feel like right now in my life in particular i'm really trying to hard which the massage in a way almost mm-hmm. like represented to go from like survival which would have been me just like not saying anything and getting through it to being like wait I don't have to just endure this pain like this is I just paid for this this is my life I have a right to say what I want you know and um but it's an interesting thing trying to switch from that mentality and in a sense that vibration when you're going through life like survival you know because it's like a self-worth thing too yeah 
and um, to try to really feel out what you want to do. And I think it's about really being in your body because your body almost always knows when, you know, like when you get that like knot in your stomach, yeah. you start when you like, if you drive to that person's house, you know, you're not supposed to go and sleep with and your stomach's kind of like nodding have up. You, have you seen um, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo? No, I didn't. Well, there's this, there's a murderer guy or whatever, and then I'm not going to give anything away. But he said, you know, you're walking into a situation, like he says this to one of his victims, that you're probably going to be injured, harmed, or murdered. And out of being polite, we want to be polite to someone instead of being like, so in, we were going to walk in and have a drink with someone in a situation that that person knows they're in trouble. Yeah. But we don't want to be rude. <laughs> That's you know? Yeah. 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 It's like another version of like avoiding confrontation. Yeah. So like that, I think that's a big thing when it comes to these like service industry things is like you just don't want to deal with the whole back murder. and forth of it. Murder. Also murder. <laughs> Huge consequence. Candy always taking bread. it to the, well, there's a quote I posted, you know me, I love quotes, but this, it's about this where it says, um, of course it's not going to go because we're in a basement of hell. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Come on, universe. Don't do this to me. It's doing it to me. Let me see if I can get it on my... No. No. We're off the grid. But maybe I can find it on my... Okay, ready? Here we go. Um, It's not only important to act out of love, but to demonstrate that acting out of love can be powerful, bold, and confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. And I I posted it. It's by Tim D. Christopher, and he has a book called Real Love, which I should probably get. But... And it, I don't think they're even just talking about romantic love because for me, it's just, you know, going through the world, people think that like, oh, I have to be kind. I have to be kind. Well, it's also very much a, in relation to parenting. Yes. You know? Yes. Positive yeah. discipline. Yeah. Like if you just let your kid do whatever they want, you're kind of right. raising a monster. And you're harming them in the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. So it's learning how to create boundaries for yourself, too. Like, if you're allowing yourself to be hurt and uncomfortable mm-hmm. for someone else's sake, you're not doing an act of kindness to them either. Right. That relationship has to be about both of your needs. It has to be reciprocal. Or, once again, it's not real kindness if you and your needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. And you're holding back all the time. And that's what I'm sick of doing. And I've done this with so many relationships mm-hmm. where I held back thinking I was too much. I was too much. And... I'm also seeing, though, how pushy I can be. So I would purposely, you know, date someone where I was the pusher and they were the avoider, you know, and I'm trying to break that cycle in general, you know, but first you just kind of have to become really aware of when you're doing that, you know. But did you find, too, that when you were in a relationship that you were in a place of vulnerability? It's a good place if you're safe. You know what I mean? Mm. If you feel safe, being vulnerable in a safe place is where you really are open up and you yeah. can really love someone and you can really take someone else's love in and let them love you. But once that gets hurt, harm, it, I mean, you're basically cutting your chest open, putting your heart in a platter and, ha- a platter and handing it to yeah. someone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if you're doing that in a, in a safe environment where they're taking it and doing the exact same thing, and ha- there's no more beautiful feeling. But it's almost like, you know, you're susceptible to the asbestos of life, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all these things coming in. And and that's where it's like you've got to really sort of and that's where people close off, shut down. So it's trying to find that medium, like you said, like to be loved and love, but also be bold about it, be confrontational yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, make it really strong. Yeah. Well, there's this Whitney Cummings had a quote. Years ago, I don't know if it was hers, but I heard she's who I heard say it. And she said, telling someone that you love them or that you're in love with them is like handing them a loaded gun. And you're saying, mm-hmm. you can kill me at any time. Yeah. So I think at a certain point, when that instinct gets broken, like, you just don't want to hand the gun anymore. And you're just yeah. like, I don't, I'm not, like, I don't want to do that. Like, it's not, it ends badly and you and you shy away from it. I still hand the gun. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. It's, yeah. That's what you should do. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because how else are you going to live? Right. But I've gotten better at how I hand the gun, meaning yeah. like I'll hand the it. safety's on. And to whom, yeah, exactly. and to well, whom you hand it. Yeah, who you hand it to. Yeah. 
And I'll, like, I'll start to kind of reach out to Hannah and then pause and come back to me and been like, no, 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 you don't, this isn't safe yet. And you know it yeah. because we're so impulsive and we so desperately want that connection. We want to connect to people because we feel alone. So sometimes even if there are red flags, we override it just to feel mm-hmm. less alone. But then in the end, it bites you in the ass anyway. Right. So it's really about not diving into the water head first, but like putting your toes in and yeah, taking that self-love is taking your time. And yeah. there's no rush. If the person is really good for you and um, yeah, if they really can be there for you, there really is no rush. You can take your time. They're not going to force you physically mm. or even emotionally. It's going to be something that will be there when you're ready. But everyone's in a rush. Everyone's yeah. in a rush. Everyone's in a rush. Yeah. We've got to slow down. I'm in a slow pa- uh, I'm at a slow pace right now. Yeah. We just started running marathons. That's kind of slow paced. Half marathons. I mean, I I signed up for one yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And she already has a blog. (laughs) I'm already blogging about it. 12 hours into a running career, Candy (laughs) has a blog about running. That's what I love about Candy. She's She's inspired. She's going to fucking create all over the place because of this. I love it. That's great. Um, All right. So do you guys want to answer an email? Let's do it. Okay. I love it. So I have a couple, but we'll get to one first okay i was wondering if you could maybe talk a bit about what you mean exactly when you say that strength comes from within yourself as opposed to needing validation from others to feel good and how you do it i've up until just a couple months ago been so in need of praise from others that i would do stuff for them just to get a compliment or be super upset if someone said anything even remotely negative about me or some or something i did or said This has made me connect to the wrong people or have sex with guys just for the attention and so on. It's really exhausting and it has taken a lot of work for me to even begin to change that. I now now feel better about myself a lot more often, but I'm still curious of what you think of this. Um, Sorry. Okay. I have a long-term boyfriend and we've been together for four plus years and I still get really upset if he turns me down sexually or even if he doesn't pick up the phone sometimes. As I said, it's getting better, and I want to thank your podcast for some of that because it really has helped me see things differently. It would be interesting to hear your perspective on it, Emma. Emma. It's kind of linked to what we were just talking about, actually. It is. You know? Do you guys want to try? You want to go there first? I mean, figuring it out with Candy and Steve? Figure it out for you, Emma. Let's figure it out. Let's get to it. Emma, don't you worry. Mm -hmm, We got you, girl. Yep. Um, I think it comes down to this. What we were just talking about, obviously, is very important. What um, I'm going to ask you some questions that maybe you can ask yourself, Emma. Emma, um, and please respond telepathically. Yes, immediately, <laughs> immediately, yeah. right to this basement. Phone lines are lighting up. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um, what is it that you love about yourself? What do you do for yourself? And what are you grateful for? I feel like you're not looking at positive things that you have and that you're reliant on positive things that other people are telling you or negative things other people are telling you. But when you look at yourself, it's not about what your nose, your eyebrows are doing, but what do you feel inside of yourself that you're good? What are you contributing to the world positively? Because I think that we're so hard on ourselves as people that a lot of times we miss the amazing things that we're doing and miss what we actually mean to people in our lives and the world and the universe and stop take time even if at night you have to write down three things that you're grateful for that day you know Mm -hmm. you're going to start to see joy a little bit and once you start to see the joy a little bit and start taking smaller steps into recognizing the things that make you happy the things that you are and the things that make up emma you're going to start all those little things that come in all these comments these negative things a missed phone call a sexual turndown, they're not personal. They're not about you anymore yeah. because they're not controlling your power. You're welcome for that. That's very good. Steve, you want to add? <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, I do think that as people, we tend to, the negatives about us or the, or the imperfections in us are so much bigger to us than they are to other people. And this brings me back to a couple of weeks ago when I talked to Shane on Shane's podcast. We were talking about puberty, and which is such an interesting discussion to, yeah. to do that. And... You know, he was talking about how, you know, he's going to get pimples and he's going to, and, and I was just telling him, like, your pimples are huge to you, but everybody else has them too. And, like, 
if you're focusing on your negative things and that's all you're really going to be able to see, you know? Yeah. So I think that that's, I mean, you, when you just look at what you do have and like what Candy was saying, but like when you look at what you do have instead of, you know, the people talk about, Tim Minchin said this in a, in a graduation speech I saw him give, but people talk in the negative a lot. So they say, instead of saying I love so-and-so, they say I hate Coldplay or they say, oh, I can't stand you know, whatever, like, so instead of talking effusively about the things that they like, it, people tend to go towards like, oh, I can't stand. So I think that if you make a conscious effort, and I haven't started yet, but I think <laughs> if you make a conscious effort towards like talking about, oh, you know who I fucking love? Like, you know who's the best? Like, you know who I love seeing when they walk in? Like, that stuff, I think, you know, that gratitude reciprocates. So I would say that. That's beautiful. It reminds me of um, the book, The Four Agreements. One of the agreements is be impeccable with your word. Uh-huh. It's like paying attention to when you're saying what you said. I hate versus I love. Yeah. And especially when it's about yourself. Like if you, I always use this example. Like if you're talking to someone and spit flies out of your mouth. In your head, you might think I'm such a fucking idiot. I can't believe that just happened. Instead of being like, oh my God, I'm such a human. You know what I mean? Like human yeah. things happen to me. I had food stuck in my teeth when I was talking to this person. You know, just changing it slightly like mm-hmm. that from calling yourself a loser, an idiot to just being like, I'm a human um, can even shift it. And I'd say, so when she was saying like, Emma, when you were saying, you know, what does it mean to go within? Most humans, we are stuck in the external, you know, because we think that that's where the uh, fulfillment is, right? We're like, oh, once I have that job, this boyfriend, this amount of money, then I'm going to feel that thing I'm longing for. And the truth, the truth is, is that longing never goes away. That pull, that thing, yeah. in my eyes, because I'm out there spiritually, it's actually your connection to the universe and to everyone. Mm-hmm. And in order to even be manifested in the physical world, you have to feel that void. That's never going to get filled. What, in a sense, fills it is learning how to ride the waves of loneliness, learning how to connect and get support from people that really are going to support you, that have that healthier quality. You know, you can't always go to the, the person you're romantic with because that can get tricky, you know, because sometimes if you're in a fight with that person, then suddenly you have no one to turn to and then you're really triggered and trying to yeah. ride all the waves and then you're just going to fall into despair. But I think it's about really going within, which once again means riding the emotional wave so even when you're like in an intense anxiety attack being like okay anxiety is present in my body it's really intense I don't want to blame the person it's it's in relationship so it's me plus that person equals anxiety it's not just that person it's us in relationship so okay what do I need to do okay let me be present let me you know look at my role in this does, that doesn't mean take all the blame. When you go within, you're not taking all the blame for that thing. You're just looking at what's going on. And then you figure out what can I do to feel better about this in a healthy way. And sometimes the healthy way might not be perfect. You know what I mean? For me, sometimes I do go and smoke weed, which actually isn't a bad thing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like, you know, healthy can mean something different to each person. Sometimes you need to go have a one night stand to survive that thing. Yeah. It's just bringing awareness and being like, okay, I'm feeling this. Okay. What can I do to express this? Um, as healthy as I can. And I've been really trying to reach out to positive friends in those moments. You know, I've reached out to candy a bunch. There was one time I've talked about on the podcast that I was so triggered. Childhood stuff was coming up that I went to candies and she literally like pet my hair as I sobbed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I mean, that's that's an extreme because most people don't feel that comfortable sobbing about mother wounds yeah. <laughs> while someone pets your hair. Right. But um, that's like the epitome, I think, of like a healthy way of getting it out. But um, yeah, going within is just when you find yourself blaming and blaming, you know, and it's OK. Don't beat yourself up for blaming. We fall. I fall into that pattern. Oh, my God. This person's being an asshole and that's why I'm sad Mm -hmm. you know and then I have to remember oh before you even ever met that person you were battling depression Kate like let's keep it real you know what I mean but it's so easy to fall into that um but then also come back and be like well if this person's triggering if our relationship is this triggering like the massage let me take a step back um and then I can decide later on if I want to re-enter that or not but yeah yeah, so zooming out Exactly. Oh, that's yeah. a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. Zooming out. Yeah. yeah. Like the massage. <laughs> like back up a little bit, lady. Yeah. 
Man, so many massage places. They like go in. They really do. They like to fix. Is that what they're trying to do? That's what they think they're doing. Who knows if they're doing it well. I I feel like there's a, you should try that. There's a lady by my house that's amazing. Amazing. I've never had a bad massage there. And it's almost like they just get it. Really? Yeah. Well, see, I had a coupon that came to my house because I don't have a lot of money. So um, it was like a $45 for an hour massage. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was just in such a rough place that I was like, I need this. Um, But like I said, I don't get them often. Who knows? Maybe something's turning and I can get more massages. But I was in such a triggered place when I was getting the massage that it was interesting because the pain that was coming, and in a sense, it was almost distracting, which I think is what why we create drama and pain in our lives in the first place. Mm -hmm. So at first I was like, Oh, okay. Kind of the pain's good because it's taking me out of my head. And then I was kind of like, no, 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 no. Like I don't want pain to distract me, you know, but I just, I just thought of that now. It's so, because it's, it's a link I'm seeing too, which is part of the punisher is being addicted to pain is punishing myself and then I can punish the other person. Right. Cause it's like you're in relationship to a person where you can both create pain for each other. Cause you almost think that that's what love is, you know? Right. And, um, it's a really interesting thing because we're, we're humans and we're animals. Right. And a lot of us get so comfortable that we forget we're animals, but we like excitement, right? Animals live outdoors. Yes. They're like wild Mustangs running in the water free. A lot of us are like caged up animals. You know, mentally we become caged up animals and we want to feel free. So sometimes we create negative excitement as a way to feel that freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to shift, you know, that negative sense of freedom or excitement into what freedom actually means. I don't know what that's going to look like on the other side. Um, I'm, I'm kind of doing that dance with both, but that's kind of around what's going on is like, okay, you know, I, I was entering the negative excitement. It wasn't all negative. What I just, the experience I just had, but I was like, oh, this is getting like dangerous feeling and it's making me feel alive to a certain degree. Well, this is why there's, and then cut themselves, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To feel pain allows them to feel more alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same reason you look up an ex-girlfriend and see what she's doing. Like that's ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, like, you remember that feeling, and it's all nostalgia, and it's all romanticism, but you, and then you feel it again. But you, don't you get that, like, sort of just, like, that hot wave through your body? Oh, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're just, like, you see a picture of them with somebody else, or doing something else, or whatever. I, I I avoid all of it. Yeah, you went dark on there, right? I went, I blocked, I'd have no idea. Yeah, yeah, you're blocked. I'm just like, I'm not, I did that to myself in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm not great about that. (laughs) (laughs) Me either, yeah. It's, It's a weird thing that I do it so much because... I'm very aware and I'm like, oh, well, like, are you punishing yourself again? Yeah. I don't know fully why I do. Sometimes I can see it for real where I'm like, I get upset in my real life about something. And then as a way to distract myself, I go and stalk and it like numbs it. Not like a healthy numb. It would be no, like, yeah. like a little tiny shot of heroin numbing, you know? Um, I try not to beat myself up over it because I remind myself, I'm like, you actually used to do quote unquote heroin through your love addiction mm-hmm. and now you're doing like little shots of it it's like i'm coming you're off of it yeah. Yeah. yeah but I'm, i just hope i'm getting closer and closer because i really do want to live a life where i can feel alive and free without hurting myself yeah and i'm not quite there yet um but and then and then you create a trap for the other person which i know i just did for the person i'm talking about um i, I could see in many ways you know that i create a trap in a sense of like yeah, like like I know what I'm doing and we're both kind of entering this cycle of like, oh, look, now we're both hurt, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like and then I often get to play the victim because I'm the more, quote unquote, obvious good person, even though there is no good or bad. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot I'm seeing and I'm like, dear God, we are all imperfect humans. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. You guys want another Speak email? Speak for yourselves. <laughs> yeah. Except Candy, the long Two distance the marathon I'm a, long, I'm a distance runner now, y'all. So, uh. Candy's an athlete. That's what people don't know. Yeah. People don't know that Candy's honestly an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> she does this booking thing to get her through. Okay. Ready, guys? Next one. I am 26 and from Brisbane, Australia. Did I say Hello. that right? Brisbane? Ooh, Brisbane. Brisbane? I don't know. You know what, Steve? I, every time you Good say day. something, I'm like, Steve's an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying We're for... this game. It's because you guys have a podcast <laughs> figuring it out. It's That's fooled right. me. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. they know everything. <laughs> That's right. 
I've been trying for a long time to get the courage to put this into an email and send it, but now I feel like I need to. I have a difficult relationship with my father. He has always been a horrible person who mentally, emotionally, and verbally abused me through childhood and still to now. He has told me I am dead. He also has said I was a prostitute to pay for a drug habit, and this is when I was 16. Since then, he's tried to run me off the road in a car. He has tried to run me over and shown up where I am to start. Sorry, I got to get to the next. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wait. Okay. And shown up where I am to start. I can't even fucking find where I left off. How's that going to happen? Oh, I am to start arguments and fights. I'm now facing the point where he is in the hospital. This time he isn't lying. Completely astonished at this. So, okay. So I guess he used to lie that he was in the hospital. His organs are shutting down and we've been told he does not have much time left. Oh my God, this is so crazy because it's talking about the other thing we were talking about. Isn't that funny? I didn't choose these emails to go with the time. Anyway, okay. They chose you. Oh my God. Look at this. (laughs) Life. Okay. I am facing the conflict of do I go and see him to make peace or do I not go and try to face this after he is gone? I have only hate for this person as he has formed my opinion of myself, which is so incredibly low. I've had every person I am in a relationship with has cheated on me or cheated with me. Cheated on me or cheated with me? Yeah, in other words, she was the mistress. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Gotcha. I am only ever an option, and to me, this is because that is how I've always seen me from his eyes. I've recently found my older sister, who is 15 years older than me, and because of him, we had never met. In the past two months, I've been able to get to know her, and we have very similar personalities, and we're both struggling with this issue. Can you please help me with some kind of advice and how I make peace with this on a spiritual level? Your podcasts are always great, and the one from saying no, not explaining yourself, has me sitting at work thinking, preach, girl. Thank you for the entertainment, and I'd appreciate any help. She asked me not to say her name. so Okay. Man, can I go first for yeah, this? Yeah, please do. It kind of touches on the first thing that I brought up about the Punisher, right? And me feeling so guilty at the rage and anger that, that lives in my body that started with my parents. And I think the first thing to do is really make space and peace with the part that is raging and wants vengeance, you know, not that you're going to actually, you know, go and hurt your father. Well, it sounds like she doesn't have to (laughs) (laughs) good news. No. Um, but, but yeah, it's okay to include the part of yourself, the inner murderer. We all have an inner murderer and an inner rapist, an inner selfish. We, ha- we have all these different facets, both the negative and the positive within ourselves. And, you know, this man has really abused you. And of course you have a part in you that is so angry that that probably goes towards him. And like you said, towards yourself, um, I would definitely, definitely say therapy and healers are crucial Um, no matter how much work you do on your own, if you're not, you know, you need a third party that can really, this is a third party even makes sense, but you need someone that's not just a friend that you can see regularly that can help talk you through it. An expert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, thank you. But, um, and I can go more into it because I want to see what you guys have to say. But, um, honestly, my opinion for that, it's weird because I was thinking about this kind of an issue as I was driving here thinking about the Punisher, Really be honest with yourself. Do not force yourself to go and see him if you don't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, once again, that's not going to do you any good or him. And also if you don't see him and he passes, do not beat yourself up after. Yeah. Do what's best for you and take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, which is very hard. Cause I'm sure a ton of people would say, Oh, it's family. You got to go before he passes. And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think taking care of yourself first and foremost is always the most important step in love. Yeah. So you guys can. I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think the perk of this uh, is that she's found a sister and she's also found someone that's sharing the same experience. So I would explore that even deeper. And even if, like you said, going to a healer or a therapist, doing that with her and or doing something together, whatever that may mean for them, um, because I honestly feel that them talking to each other about their different experiences is going to be therapeutic on its own anyway. And also knowing they've got someone in that fight in that, in that war zone with them. They're not, they're not alone at all. And they're, you know, 
related and going through this together. So certainly, you know, don't feel any obligation. I agree to see this man, you know, you can have your goodbye in your own way. And it sounds like you had a goodbye or several of them. You know what I mean? Leading up to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of your sister, you know? And, yeah, and it's so sad. Like the yeah. example she gave, it's horrible how many people are in so much pain and acting it out. Mm -hmm. um, some of us acted out as the victim and some acted out as the perpetrator, like her dad. And it's just, it breaks my heart that, that she had to go through that as well as, you know, to be able to do the things he's doing, he must be in so much pain. And it's literally, and you said this in the beginning, it's eating him up. His mm -hmm. body is deteriorating and breaking down because when you have that kind of rage and hate, if you don't look at it and really, yeah, really look at it, you know, because um, people have so much shame, they don't want to see their ugly parts. It ends up causing physical problems. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, obviously I agree with the both of you. And like, if you identify, if you want to see him, if you, if you make the decision that you're going to see him, you should know why you're doing that because you owe him no favors at this point. Like he is not, he has burned every bridge with you that he possibly could. But if you see it as an opportunity for you to go in and, you know, see him one last time and say whatever you need to say, then I think you should do it, but only if it's productive for you. Don't, you know, you don't owe him anything. And clearly you've given far more than you've gotten in that, in that uh, relationship. So if you feel like it's appropriate for you to just divorce yourself from that relationship and, you know, deal with that in, by yourself and, uh, you know, um, then I would recommend that, you know, but it, it's, it's only however you define it, you know, and obviously I'm sure it's a time, a time sensitive sort of thing. Um, but just, it, it has to be about you. I don't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put any thought into he's my father. He's my, you know, cause clearly I'm sure you've said that a thousand times over and that's how he's hurt you this many times. So I, I wouldn't give him another chance to do that if you think it's going to happen. I really feel like his job stopped when he when he gave you life. Yeah. I mean, but that doesn't mean he's in control of the way you live it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm very sorry to hear you're going through that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what you said brings up the issue of guilt, like how a lot of us, even when we stand up for ourselves, guilt rushes in, right? And then you have these thoughts that go, oh, but he's my father or, oh, God, but I was now mean, right? Like mm -hmm. just... It just having a boundary, even if it's compassionate, I know this happens for me because I deal with a ton of self-worth issues. I stand up for myself and then all of these thoughts come running in like, oh, was I too mean? Was I too strict? Does this person not know that I still care about them? You know, and it's okay. You want to watch the guilt and the thoughts that come, but not letting that, you know, steer the ship because it's okay to create boundaries. Boundaries are so necessary for yourself and of course for others, but you know, if we only could start creating compassionate boundaries, we'd live in a much better world. You know, we all were like these fake martyrs where we think we have to give more than we can and take more than we can. And, um, you know, it'll be nice when we start actually all speaking up, speaking our truth kindly. I love when you say speak your truth and then some people interpret that where they think they can yell their yeah. thought. Right, like, right, well, right. my truth is you're a bitch. You know, <laughs> it's like... That's not what I mean by That's speaking not your correct. truth. <laughs> it's like, you know, compassionately speaking where you stand and what you need. And that's all you have control over. Who knows how the other person is going to respond. But, um, you know, I talk, I've been talking a lot about Jesus and my act mm -hmm. recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can hear the music. Um, <laughs> because, you know, Jesus, one of his main teachings was not to take things personally. And there's the story of when he was getting nailed to the cross he was looking at the people nailing him, sending them love, like, oh, you guys are in so much pain that you're doing this to me. Yeah. Um, and that's a beautiful thing to not take it personally. However, that doesn't really mean, we don't really know what, quote unquote, Jesus was thinking as, as he's getting nailed to the cross. Right. You're allowed to be pissed if someone's nailing you to a cross. You're allowed to have anger. And I love the whole thing, Jesus died for your sins. For me, that just means, like, you're allowed to be human. You're allowed to be imperfect. You don't have to beat yourself up. Yeah. Someone actually wrote in, I don't have the email on me, but we can kind of end on this topic. It's about uh, Jesus and New Age spirituality. This girl said that there's been this thing of people who are into like New Age spirituality, not liking some of the principles being taught and kind of getting put off by it and now falling back in love with like Jesus and those teachings. And she wanted to know what I thought about it. Um and she and she sent me some links that, of course, I didn't fully. I've been busy, so I didn't get to read them all. But I guess 
for me, and then you guys can answer what you think. Um, for me, when I hear new age spirituality, that's so open. Like, I think some people relate that to certain groups they know of those kinds of people. To me, quote unquote, new age spirituality is just about opening up and finding out your inner truth, you know? So if you go to a group of people who call themselves new age spiritualists or whatever, and they feel off, don't necessarily associate those people with new age spirituality because the people that I've met that are into spirituality are just very open and they don't like subscribe to one thought system. So like for me, most of my friends that are spiritual, we all freaking love Jesus and Buddha and Allah and all the quote unquote ascended masters who vibrated very highly at a place of love and connection. So for me, there's not one or the other. You know, because she was almost asking, like, what do you think? And I'm like, for me, they're all interconnected. And, you know, the people who are spiritual and, you know, starting to take it in a very, I don't know what the word would be, overly dogmatic Mm. way. That's not about spirituality. That's about those particular people taking some thought system and using it for their own agenda. Yeah. So, you know, for me, you can't even separate the teachings of Jesus or whatever teacher, whether it's Buddha, Gandhi, Maharaji, any kind of guru, um, you know, in a, in a very open-minded religious spiritual thing, I think you just appreciate anyone trying to walk the path with love and gratitude. Right. So, well, I mean, I think what separates it the most is the name. (laughs) You know, I mean, yeah. and I that's obviously evolving and changing now, but these are people that come from Catholicism or they're Methodist or Lutheran. These are things that we have grown up to know. These are the proper labels for practicing religion, Jewish, you know. Yeah, it's all packaging. It's all packaging. Yeah. It totally is. So when you have come up that way or you've been raised that way and you hear New Age Spiritual, it sounds cuckoo. It sounds like, remember when John Tesh came out with like the new age music and we were like, what are you doing, John Tesh? But he he's killing the game. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. You don't? No. John no. Tesh. No. He was on inter- he was on comedian. Entertainment Tonight with Mary Hart. Still. Named another person. Yeah, I don't still know. still Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we just deflated Candy's dreams. This is such a great analogy. Oh my God, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like almost four. didn't want to tell you. I didn't know who it was. There was a part of me that wanted to do the thing, but yeah, I was like, was don't saying. override your emotions. Yeah, I wanted to be yeah, like, yep, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. John Tesh. Yep. Love him. Cool. Love him. Will you guys Google him? Do you know Yanni? No. God dang it. Pappas. All right. But wait, keep going. Though. Anyway, so it's packaging. So it's one of those things. Yeah. It sounds cuckoo crazy. And you're talking about religion, which is such a sacred thing to so many people in different ways yeah. that you're bringing in something that's different, even though doesn't matter what it means. It doesn't matter that it's open and it's amazing and it's all encompassing. Yeah. Because it sounds different, you know, that's where people have a problem with it. I mean, that's why we're in a state of flux at all times in this world. Because we're know? obsessed with labels. Uh-huh. We need to stop with the label And they're thing. religious based for the most part. No, but there are other labels, right? Like race, um, oh, sexuality. Right. Like we love Republicans versus Democrats. Yeah. We love dividing and comparing people versus on a label. You know what to call somebody. Yeah. Know? And it's like, I've found when I'm doing stand up that it's not like Republicans who get more upset or Democrats who get more upset or this religion. It's just totally based on how open the person is. And it has nothing almost to do with the quote unquote external labels we like to place. Mm-hmm. We do that to try to navigate the world safely. Oh, they're this religion. So they're not safe. I'm not saying there aren't certain religions that are misogynistic or patriarchal that are, you know, typically overall more closed minded. Don't get me wrong. When I drive through Hasidic Jewish Orthodox neighborhoods, I get a very eerie feeling yeah. in my body about just the misogyny in there. So I'm not saying, you know what I mean? But I think we often try to feel safe by saying, oh, that's like, Oh, new age spirituality. Oh, that's done now because that got weird. It's like maybe some of the people got weird, you know? They drank the Kool-Aid. They did drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid. I just feel like if they were, instead of the labels, if they were defined by these are the characteristics that I find important, these are the things that I value, and then these are the things that I reject, like there would be so many more people on the same side of the fence than on the other side of the fence. But because we have the labels and because we have the extremists on any side, that's what screws it up for everybody because it gets so 
you know, convoluted in that way. More people on quote unquote both sides are yeah. more in the middle than we realize. Yeah. But because we've divide like Democrats and Republicans, it's a loud minority. You know yes. what I mean? It's like the the la- the guy screaming at the bar is way like there's one guy screaming at the bar, but then it's a whole fight because there was one guy screaming at the bar. Exactly. Yeah. What do you guys think about Kathy Griffin and the whole? her doing that picture of tr- holding Trump's decapitated head. It didn't affect me personally at all. I could, <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was well, anything. <laughs> so that's the thing. She's a comedian and I believe right. in comedians being able to joke about whatever, but there wasn't a joke in it. So there wasn't, she's held up a bloody head and that's all right. But I didn't like that she apologized because I just feel I like, I didn't like that she apologized. I just feel like you, you kind of, you, if you're doing you that, then go ahead. Happen. Yeah. Like, Yes, the the people she on the wanted right were very attention upset. for yes. it, but not it, the negative. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you were never going to get a unanimous like way to go, Kathy, from everybody. Like, so I don't know. I, you know what I didn't like about it? First of all, that position is very much. I'm actually wearing her on my necklace. It's very Kali. It's a it's a deity, a Hindu mm-hmm. deity, and she is the one that literally holds. I think it might be even in here. She holds a decapitated head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the, the difference with Kali when it's when she's represented holding the head and it represents cutting the head off the ego so you can lead with the heart. Yeah. The difference when you see it, you know, in textbooks is it's not a head of a particular person. Yeah. So what I what I didn't like about Kathy Griffin doing that is because she's taking an image from one of my favorite deities, Kali, but actually kind of mixing up the message of it. Yeah. Trump, in a way, does represent, I think cutting the head off the ego he's he's bringing a lot to the surface for all americans no matter what your beliefs are he is representing a lot of stuff but for her to make it trump's head is doing the thing we're talking about blaming the external it's like hey kathy we all have an inner trump that lives within us Mm -hmm. and his presidency i believe is forcing us all to look more within at our own inner punisher inner murderer inner whatever we it's so easy to look at trump and blame all of everything going on on him I don't like him as president, of course, but it's so easy. And I felt like when she did that, I was like, oh, my God, you just took like a very sacred symbol from Hinduism, whether she knows that or not. Yeah. And and totally got it wrong. Um, and I'm not I'm not even blaming her because I think she did it as a publicity stunt. And then it went terribly wrong for her. But like I just was like. I was offended on the spiritual level. Where I'm like, no, it's not Trump's head. It's all of our egos. Yeah. It's our collective egos that are right now being severed. But it's also funny, all the reactions. Like everyone loves, even with Bill Maher, right? Yeah, saying yeah, yeah. the the N-word. But well, which, when was that? I didn't, I didn't even get the story. Yesterday, two days ago. But he said it where? On his show, he said... On I the HBO show? I didn't yeah. see the clip. I just heard HBO about it. HBO had to release the whole thing, yeah. Because apparently... He used the term, he said, I'm a house and then N-word. Bill said um, that about himself? Yes. Okay. I don't understand that. But, but you know, and yes, a lot of people are saying, well, the way it flowed out of his mouth means that he says it all the time, you know? Um, for me, I personally do not like to use that word because it does have a lot of energy of hate, historical hate around it. Um, but when it comes to that word... Um, and many others, I'm not going to name them because I don't feel like having people, you know what I mean? But like, there are a lot of words that are no, no words. I try my hardest to not say them because I, my intention is to never hurt anyone. I'm obviously not racist. I'm not homophobic. I'm not any of those things, but I also have a reaction to how strict we are with words in a sense. Like it's not the word itself that's hurtful. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the intention behind those words. So the N-word is clearly horrific because we had slaves and we treated, you know, black people like they were objects horrifically. And it's still a wound that has not yet been healed. We are still treating, you know, collectively minorities as less than. So it's horrific. But for me, the N-word just scratches the surface of the deeper hate so when we get stuck on the word i'm like that's just a word it's the energy of hate behind these words that we really need to get to was and there heal hate behind his though i, I don't mean, know i feel like that would have been in jest the actual clip i don't know probably not but he dates black women here's the thing like predominant like so did donald sterling though well, that's true. Yeah, like that. That that's also like an ownership okay. type of thing. Yeah, too. I'd have yeah. to know Bill Maher. I think I don't know he makes bad hair decisions. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you're arrested for that hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
How about you get that in check uh-huh. first? Yeah, you know? buddy. But I did see someone quoted something, um, you know, both of these controversies, how many people have come out and criticized Kathy Griffin's appearance, but not Bill Maher's appearance. It's, um, you know. Oh, that's the whole. Yeah. yeah people love to tear down women mm-hmm. the way oh, women yeah. Yeah. look. Yeah. I just think that we have to start feeling into things differently. Like, for me, Bill Maher saying that word, it's like, you know, I don't like it, but I'm not, you know, going to create a petition around it. It's more of like, well, if I met Bill Maher, I'd feel into his energy. Like, you, you can almost tell. I know a lot of, quote unquote, liberals who preach the nicest shit on Facebook, you know, and yet when I'm around them, my whole body coils like I'm around a predator. And yet everything they're saying sounds perfectly nice they fight for women's rights you know they're always fighting for the quote-unquote right thing and yet when i'm around them i'm like yo this person is the kind of person who would fucking stab you in the back immediately so i think we have to start relying less on like the external world and appearances or the exact words they're saying and more about yeah but how do they feel to you if we start navigating it by how people feel not what their label is is what we were saying before the democrats republicans this race or this sexuality but actually getting to know a person and trusting your instincts. So many times people will be like, oh, this person freaked out at me and did this, this, and this. I'm like, no shit. Did you have you, have you not talked to that person for two years? Like, you can tell. Look at their eyes. It looks like they're trying to escape their body. Mm-hmm. Man, I saw, this just reminded me of something sad, and then we got to wrap it up. Yesterday, <laughs> I saw a guy had a pet bird. He was walking through the streets, and it was like this, like, I guess it was like, a, I think it was a cockatoo, I guess. And he's walking around, and acting like the bird's happy i swear to god i looked into that bird's eyes i'm not even joking the bird took its like little claw and i swear to god i'm not just saying this was like doing this to me like save me it broke because i wanted to save that fucking bird it was it had like um these little things around its legs making it you know and like a leash almost first of all people i'm sorry if you guys have birds as pets fine but Birds are meant to fly. I'm sorry. Birds are fucking meant to fly. It drives me so, it makes me so, it hurts my heart. So seeing this bird and it was like <laughs> literally talking to me like save me. I swear to God I wanted to tackle that fucking man. <laughs> like it was, it hurts that I still didn't get to save that bird. Ugh. It just, I thought of that and it just was. I also, Shane has pet fish and I, at his dad's house and it pains yeah, me Lucy so. I'm like fish are meant to swim free in a pond river lake ocean like i i just i do not like the way we treat animals horse carriage rides oh yeah disgusting disgusting also way better in theory than actually in actual practice you're behind an animal that's shitting all day it's not romantic get off the horse yeah thank you steve you're welcome yeah i know it's not a larger issue but i'm just saying no it's bad you can add that to it yeah bad bad date idea Yeah, I just, ugh, I, I, I cannot wait for the day where we start treating animals like the beings they are. Yeah. We act like, we, we, we are the quote unquote superior race, meaning humans. I don't mean like, you know what I mean? Like humans yeah. are above on the food chain. And let's look at how we are abusing that power as humans. Oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Okay, how are we treating animals? How are we treating this planet? You know what I mean? It's so easy to point the finger at one person. Here, we're going to go. I'm fired up. But like, mm-hmm. it kills me when we don't see that we are in a power position as, as at, at the top of the food chain and we are abusing it, abusing it, abusing it. And these poor fucking animals, we are all connected. And in another life or in a pre, in a, the next life, you could be an animal. So please treat not just people, but any being as the way you'd want to be treated, people. Even if you don't like something, you can meet someone, you don't like them. That doesn't mean you have to be mean to them. So... We're waking up. Let's start we really connecting and woke. loving each other. We are getting woke. <laughs> let's, let's get woke and run some half marathons. Yeah, y'all get woke like me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish you were woke like candy? Uh, mm-hmm. That was the Pussycat Dolls kind of song. Don't you wish your girlfriend was huh? woke like me? Well, yes. There you go. Look at that. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Um, candy, mm-hmm. where can they find you? You can still plug the your guys's podcast together too. Oh, um, you can find me at Candy Claire, C-A-N-D-I-C-L-A-R-E on Instagram and Twitter. And now you can find me at Candy Runs Kinda. (laughs) (laughs) What's it? it It's a blog spot. So I'm not really sure. It's like if I think if you put that in the Google machine. Ringing endorsement. (laughs) Go to to her Instagram. She'll post her blog link on her Instagram bio. That's what you should do. So. 
And Sing- their podcast is Figuring It Out. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. on iTunes and SoundCloud? Yeah, it, it is. is. Okay. Figuring It Out with Candy and Steve. That's right. And then the Twitter and Instagram for that are Figuring It Out CS. Um, Steve J. Lipman on Twitter and Instagram. You know, reach out. Be nice. Let's be friends. <laughs> Stuff <laughs> and, like that. Uh, for me, guys, the big thing, my most exciting thing is my next break free dance party. Mm-hmm. I am stoked as a motherfucker. Um, it's going to be June 29th. We are going to dance our asses off. It's at Skamansky. Tickets are available at Eventbrite. You can also get, I'll be posting it like crazy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. But I promise you it's going to be so, so fun. You can always reach out to me privately if you need. Tickets are 20. If you need a cheaper discount, I will offer a sliding scale for those of you who can't afford it but really want to be there. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank, thank you guys for, for coming us, on. Thank you. Yeah. And bye. Bye. Thank you. Credit card bill.